You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Grab your seats, everybody. Tell somebody beside you, God will speak to you today. We're going to talk about repentance today. Tell somebody beside you, move it. Move it, move it, move it. We're, we're, but, but before that, can I give a little intro? May I? May I? May I? Okay. You got to help me preach because I just had an hour of sleep. <laughs> just arrived last night. Um, I, I don't know what time was that. It was 10, 10.30 in the evening. And then I thought I could sleep, but you know, jet lag and all of that. So, so I'm, I'm running on fumes here. And the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The reason why I'm hyper right now is I'm trying to wake up myself. So you help me preach. You help me preach by, by saying, Hallelujah. Praise God. You're right. That's right. You're a handsome preacher. A young woman came up to me and asked me this question. She was distraught, really, really distraught, really heartbroken. She said, Brother Bo, I caught my boyfriend, you know, cheating on me four times, four times with another woman. And, but you know, I would tell him, Brother Bo, it's over. No more. It's over. But my boyfriend will say, you're the one I really love. <laughs> I, I had to tell her the brutal truth. Do not listen to his words. Listen to his actions. Today we're going to talk about actions. We're going to talk about how important actions are. Not your words, not your thoughts, not even your feelings. Everybody say feelings. I was, I was listening to this uh, interview of this showbiz couple who was married for a few years and then after that split. And then in the interview, you know, oh, why did, why, what happened? And then this was the, this was the answer. We fell out of love. Oh, man. Hey, I was listening to that interview and I say, didn't they know? Didn't they know that this was going to happen? My dear friends, do you know that when you are in love, one day you will be out of love? Do you know that? I mean, I mean... Yes, I, I agree. There, it's, like, it's like, yeah, sure, Brother Bo. But sometimes we, we want to be the exception. You know, it's almost like this, this guy and this girl and they're, they're going to get married and they're in front of the priest. You know, that, that little interview that happens before a wedding, like a few weeks or a few months before. And so the priest is in front of the man and the woman. And then the priest says, you know, of course, that you're going to fall out of love, right? And the man and the woman says, yes, Father. But at the back of their minds, they're saying, except us. Because Father, of course they don't say this verbally, but they say it in the back of their mind. Father, you don't know what I feel for Susie. And Susie says, Father, you don't know what I feel for Michael. You know, it's like we're, we're, we're special. We are in love. You know, when you're in love, when you're fallen in love, there's this permanent smile on your face. And no matter what happens, ang traffic, no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How are you? Fine. 
How about you? How are you? I lost my job. Talaga. You know, you, you have this permanent fake smile because you're in love. You're walking on cloud now. You, you've ever experienced that? Raise your hand if you've experienced that. Oh my gosh, some people didn't. You know, it, it happens. You're in love. You've fallen in love. And, and it's so intense. It is so beautiful. You think it will last forever. I want you to tell somebody beside you, it won't. It won't. One day you're going to fall out of love. And, and, and the reason, and you know, all you have to do is just observe. I've said this before, I'll say it again. You know the difference between a couple that's married and a couple that's not married in the restaurant. You know the difference. The couple that's not married, they can't stop looking at each other. They, they just can't. They're, they're glued. And, and they're so close. And it's hand to hand. And shoulder to shoulder. And eyeball to eyeball. And nose to nose. And bad breath to bad breath. You know, they're, they're, they're just good. And then there, all sorts of things can happen. A fire, an earthquake, World War III. Do they notice? No. Everything can happen, but no, we're, we're together. That's, they're in love. But then you, if you see a couple that are seated apart and that are not looking at each other, they, they are so apart that a six by six truck can pass through them. Who are they? They're married. Why? Because I want you to know that it, it, it happens. Everybody say it happens. I know this is a long intro before I give my, the message, but, but this is important. I'm laying down the groundwork of how actions are so important because you cannot live on feelings. Yes or no? You cannot base a relationship on feelings because feelings come and go. Here, if, if, if you know what, I, I wish I could teach, I wish we, we teach this in school. I really, really wish we could teach this to teenagers. I, I want to give each teenager three posters. Three giant posters. When you get married, before you get married, I want to give you three posters, giant ones. Hang it on the wall. Poster number one, <laughs> you'll fall out of love. You'll fall out of love. This, this, this is the truth. I don't care how in love you are right now, you're going to fall out of love. Am I making sense to you? Are you getting this? This is the brutal fact. Here's poster number two. Poster number two is... Falling in love is not love. Everybody say that. Louder. If the person beside you is in love, make it even louder and shout to her ear. Falling in love is not love. Oh, brother Bo, I love him. But he's treating you like garbage. I don't care. I still love him. You know, you... It, it's, it, you're going to fall out of love one day. And, and you know what? It's not love anyway. Falling in love is not love. It is a, ask me what? A collapse of your boundaries. It's a collapse of your boundaries. You have projected onto that person an imaginary creature. Yes. When you are, this is brutal fact, man. 
When you are in love with someone, you are not really in love with that someone. You are in love with a figment of your imagination. Do you understand me? Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. You are in love with a cartoon character. I'm not kidding. Every time you have a crush, every time you have an infatuation, you are not in love with a real person. You are in love with some doodle in your imagination. That's what you're in love. And that's why married people, one day they wake up after the wedding, maybe three months after, maybe six months after, maybe one year after, maybe two years after the wedding. They wake up one morning, look at the person beside them at bed and say, Who's this monster? Who's this Frankenstein? Who's this, you know? And, and they come, they go to counseling sessions and they say, oh, I didn't marry that man. That man is a total stranger. And the answer is, yes, you married a figment of your imagination. You, it's not love. So when is love real love? Ask me, when is, when is it real love? Ask me. Louder, what, what, complete sentence. When is it real love? Poster number three. I want to give it to every person before they get married. Poster number three is this. When you fall out of love and still love, that's real love. That's real love. You, you, mothers, raise your hand. Mothers, mothers, mothers. Are there other, other mornings where you just want to sleep? Like, like you just want, you're so exhausted from the day before. You are so exhausted. You, 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 you actually hate the whole idea that you're going to go into the kitchen and cook for your kids. You, you just, no more, no, I don't, I don't, no, no, I will not cook. I will not, I am exhausted, I want to sleep. Ever had those mornings? Mothers? Yes. Mothers, tell me what will you do right after you feel that way? Five minutes after, what are you doing? <laughs> You're still doing it. Why? Because you love your kids. Because they're going to get hungry. That's real love. Real love is not ideas. Real love is not feelings only. Real love is Action. It's action. Don't believe his words. Believe his action. Love is a verb. It's an action. Do I hear a loud amen? amen. I've been married to that beautiful lady 21 years. 21. You know, I have, I have the privilege of going to the Holy Land every year because I lead a pilgrim group. And we, we just came... And, and we, every year we renew our marriage in, the, in, the, in, in, in Cana. And I want you to know that, that, that it's amazing how in, in the span of those 21 years, th th there were times when there was no feeling of, you know, kilig or... or but then it comes back. I don't know about you, sweetheart, but it, <laughs> when I look at you, I... 
I feel very good. <laughs> and, and, you know, here's the point. If you depend on your feelings, you're in sitting on rocky ground. You're standing on rocky ground, man. You, you, you're going to, that relationship is gone. But if you focus on your commitment and, and you say, I'm committed. And I will keep on doing the loving thing no matter what I feel. You know, it's like what the homily of, of a father was, right? Praying and the feelings are gone. You still pray, right? Here's, here's what happens. You love, you love your, your spouse. And, and you, don't, you don't feel like doing that loving thing. But you do it anyway. Do you know what happens? Ask me what? The loving feelings will come back. But, but, but that's exactly what happens. The loving thing, do the loving thing, whether you like it or not, whether you feel, pray whether you like it or not, read the Bible whether you like it or not, go to the feast whether you like it or not, you just keep on doing the right thing, and then sooner or later, the feelings will come back. Because feelings come and go. Come and go. So just be consistent. Everybody say, be consistent. So let me go to our message. That's a long intro. But in verse 8 to 10 of this reading that Audie read a while ago, John the Baptist tells the Pharisees. Everybody say Pharisees. John the Baptist tells the Pharisees. Let's read together. If, if you have your Bibles with you and you can underline um, some of these verses. And we're, we're reading the same chapter that Audie read. Prove by the way you live, John the Baptist was tell, telling the Pharisees, that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Everybody say that word, repented. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to severe the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit, everybody say fruit, will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. Friends, fruit tree. Imagine fruit tree. I think very simply, so two parts, leaves and fruits. Everybody say leaves, fruits. Leaves, fruits. Spiritual life, your spiritual life, my spiritual life, two parts also. Religious behavior, relational behavior. What are leaves? Ask me, what are leaves? I believe, this is not, not doctrine. I just read the Bible. I thought about this. My opinion, just my personal opinion. If you don't believe me, that's fine. No, 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 no. We're, we're okay. We're okay. My personal opinion is this. Ask me again, what are leaves? Religious behavior. Because John the Baptist was speaking to the Pharisees who were very... Religious. And so he would say, you know, what are leaves? Because once upon a time, we, we talked about this some weeks ago, Jesus goes to a fig tree and then there were no figs. There were no fruits. And he cursed it. They, they were just leaves. If you're a fruit tree, the whole purpose of your existence is fruits, not leaves. And I believe that many times we're confused between leaves and fruits. The fruit tree, whether you're a mango tree or an atis tree or an apple tree, you know, you can be so proud. I've got lots of leaves. But wait a minute. Are there fruits? Leaves are your religious behavior, my religious behavior. I go to church. I read the Bible. I pray. 
What do you call that? Religious behavior. And what's the purpose of a leaf? My grades in science was bad. So in math and in other subjects. But my grades in math and science was bad. But there was one word I remember from the time I, 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 got, I got my science. Photosynthesis. Are you familiar with that word? Do you still remember that word? My gosh, I could not spell that word. Photosynthesis. What's your favorite color? Fuchsia. Spell. Red na lang. But what's, you know, but it's, it's nice. There's an alternative. Photosynthesis. Spell photosynthesis. There's no alternative. Because of photosynthesis, the leaf is the food factory of the world. Do you remember that in science class? It's the food factory of the world. The, the, the leaf gets energy from the sun and then gives all that food, quote-unquote, to the fruit. Am I making sense to you? The leaves feed the fruit. Now here's the thing. Religious behavior, leaves. What are the fruits? Ask me, what are the fruits? Louder. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. If you have your Bibles, go to Galatians. Go to Galatians. I'll give you time. No one's judging you. Give you time. <laughs> Give you time. It's not in the Old Testament. Not, not, you're, you're in Genesis? No. Go far. Go. New Testament. The reason why I want you to bring your Bibles and, and open it right there because you can underline and you can put questions and so on. Galatians 5.22, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces, let's read together, this kind of fruit in our lives. What, are, what, what, what would be the fruit? Love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not religious behavior. It's relational behavior. How you relate to your spouse, your child, your parent, your sibling, your friend, your office mate. Am I making sense to you? Are you getting this? Leaves are religious behavior. Praying, reading the Bible, going to church. Relational behavior. Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, faithfulness. Religious behavior gets energy from the sun and feeds the fruit. Are, are, you, are, you, are you getting an aha experience right now? Or you're just pretending that, that this is just a normal thing? Everybody say, ah. Is there a light bulb? Is there a light bulb moment I'm giving you right now? I hope there is. Because when I was reading it, I was saying, OMG, this is it. When God comes to you, He wants you to have leaves. He wants you to pray. He wants you to read the Bible. He wants you to go to church so that you can get the power from the sun and feed it so that you will have the relational behavior of love and kindness and faithfulness and patience. Am I, am I making sense? And is this good? This is so good. This is so good. And I'd like to end. I'd like to end. Um, action. Everybody say action. Repentance, for many people, is a feeling. It's only a feeling. You know, when people say, repent. You know what they mean? Feel bad about yourself. Feel bad that you did something bad. Oh, I'm bad. 
I'm an awful person. I, I did some bad stuff. That's what repentance means for a lot of people. A feeling. I'm telling you now, you go to the Bible, repentance is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's an action. It's an action. It's metanoia. Everybody say metanoia. Another Greek word. You're moving, you're walking in this direction. And then all of a sudden, you make a Catriona turn. You make a Catriona turn. That's what metanoia is. And then you start walking in the right direction. I want you to think about this. Th think about this very, very clearly. It's not, repentance is not, Oh, woe is me. I'm walking in the wrong direction. I am destroying my life. What can I do? That's not repentance. That's just feelings. Repentance is picking up your feet, turning around, and saying, I'm going to face my God. I'm going to walk towards God. I'm going to... And... Audie, you've got to finish this because the equation is incomplete. Brother Audie, are you there? Dun, dun. There he is. Thank you, Brother Bo. Hold on. Just to make sure. Okay, quick review. Just to make sure you guys are, are listening. The leaves represent what? Religious behavior. And then the fruits represent? Relational behavior. But you see, Brother Bo said that that equation is not even complete. It's far from complete. Because the tree needs the leaves in order to bear fruits, right? You know that much. But you can have all the leaves. I had to do this research. I'm not very good at science. I had to do this research to understand this. You can have all the leaves in the world, but it still will not produce or bear fruit without the most important ingredient. Ask me what it is. Ask me, what is it? Brother Bo said it earlier. It's the sun. It's the energy of the sun. See, in order for the fruits to bear, you need the energy of the sun to act as the food that will flow into the leaves that eventually will produce that fruit. In the same way, that's true in your own life. You can have the right religious behavior. You can pray every day. You can say the rosary, do your novenas, go to church. You can have the right manners, the right religious behavior, but it still will not produce the right relational behavior until you get the last missing ingredient which is the source of all power and that is God himself okay are you with me so far so here's the complete equation leaves represent religious behavior the fruits represent the relational behavior and then you need the sun or the energy of the sun which is God himself are you with me okay can I ask you to stand I'm going to close using this illustration I'm going to try to bring this message home I'll show you an image on screen that is not my son's drawing it's actually mine okay I can see your judgmental eyes looking at me I actually did this for two minutes so please give me a break just two minutes if they give me an hour to draw this chances are I'd probably draw it the same way that's why I'm a preacher, okay? I'm not an artist. I'm not a fine arts major or whatever that's called. I, I'm no Leonardo da Vinci, okay? Although sometimes I look like Leonardo DiCaprio. 
the one from Titanic, not the one from the Revenant. That's a completely different image. <laughs> but you see, go back to that, that, that drawing. Whenever they would ask me to draw the sun, this is what I would do. I would draw the sun in between two mountains. How many of you ever did that? The same drawing when you were young, right? Do you still draw like this? All right. We're on the same page. So I would draw the sun in between two mountains. And then you would, of course, put the backdrop. You would put the clouds. And then you would put the little birds that really look more like floating McDonald's signages. And then you would have that house. For some reason, whatever we would draw, it would always be provincial. You would have a bahay kubo with, with a ladder. And, but for some reason, it's modern. It has those four quadrant windows. And then you would have that stream of water. You know, that little pool of water. Some of you might even put a real swimming pool. And then you would put a vegetable plantation there because it's in the province, Bukid. And then for some reason with me, I don't know if you did this, but the tree would always be an apple tree. You ever did that? Like an apple tree. I don't know. Apples never grew in the Philippines, but that's how I would draw it. But anyway... Whenever I would draw a sun, that's the complete picture. That's a complete backdrop. The sun in between two mountains. Everybody say in between. I want to preach this thing about being in between because we happen to live in a world where there are in-betweens. You are in between two things at the same time. You are in between life and death. You are in between days and weeks and months and years. And sometimes you're in between jobs. Sometimes you're in between relationships. Sometimes you're in between decisions. And sometimes you're in between dis, 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 destinations. So what I'm trying to say is that we live in a world where we are always in constant in-betweens. Just like with this one. We're in between night and day. And see the problem with that is that it's in the in-between where sometimes life gets uncertain. Because it's just happening and happening. But sometimes nothing is moving. But let me teach you something, all right? This is a trivia again for all the science geeks out there. When I was in grade 6, I found out that the sun actually does not rise and it doesn't set. Did you know that? You're joking me. You knew that? I knew that. Uh, anyway. The sun doesn't actually rise and it actually doesn't set because the sun stays still. Right? It doesn't move. But because the earth is in constant motion, and we're turning around slowly. We're in an orbit. Depending on the place where you are, if it's in the morning, that means you're facing the sun. But then when it's evening, it means you're turned away from the sun. That's why there is morning and night. There is light and dark. Darkness comes when you're no longer facing the sun. And the same is true in your life. I realize this, that the same is true in life. That when we're not facing the source of power, which is God Himself, that's when we experience sadness. That's when we experience sorrow. That's when we experience depression and anxiety and struggle. But you see, let me show you this photo on the screen. This is a, a small town in Alaska called Barrow, where it's a very special place because... In this place, for three months in a year, the sun never sets. That's what it looks like at 12 midnight. Can you imagine? 24-7, that's what it looks like. From May to July, they call it the summer solstice. The sun never sets. Can you try imagining trying to sleep through that kind of light during the night? Be hard, right? Graveyard shift people would feel right at home there. Because you know what it's like to have to sleep through daylight. 
if I have to sleep through daylight, that kind of light, I gotta shut the blinds, I gotta close the curtains, I gotta put masking tape over my eyes just to be able to sleep. But you know, why am I sharing this with you? Ask me why. I wanted to show you what it looks like to have Jesus in your life. Let's show that other picture. This is a place also in Barrow. And this is a place which for me, this is what it looks like when you've got God in your life. Because Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't ever have to walk in darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. Let me preach this. Let me preach this. I need your help. See, when you're in in, in between, it's a difficult place to be in. It's a difficult place to be in the in-between. It's a tough place to be in. It's a toxic place to be in. But you got to understand and realize that it's also in the in-between where there is a sun right in the middle. But I'm not talking about that kind of sun. I'm talking about a sun that doesn't set, a sun that doesn't sleep, a sun that doesn't move and it's not spelled S-U-N it's spelled S-O-N you see the son of God he stands in between the situations and the stages of your life he stands in between the mountains and the valleys in your life he stands in between the victories and in the defeats come on he stands in between the losses and in the gains he stands in between the liabilities and the possibilities he stands in between every stage of your life every struggle and every strength and you know when God stands in between here's the thing his light is never diminished his light is never extinguished and it only grows stronger as the darkness grows farther because the rule is in God's kingdom that the blacker the night the brighter God's light the brighter his light the brighter it shines if you could just if you could just be able to have the courage that even in this season of your life where you feel like there's no hope left when there seems to be nothing left for you to do when, 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 some, when nothing is moving if you could only make that courage to just turn around and then face the sun you will find out that even in the darkest moments of your life there is light Jesus shines his light but it's up to you because you got to learn how to move towards him you got to learn how to move towards the light and face the sun and get in that energy and breathe in that grace and take in that love. And if you're ready this morning, I'm going to invite you to receive God's love that will sustain you, not just for this week, not just for this month, but we're praying that it will sustain you for the rest of your life. Are you ready for this? All right, if you are, I want you to just close your eyes. Open your hands and imagine that you are a tree, that apple tree that I drew. You're that apple tree and you're out there in the wilderness. But the light is right where it is. And you're just taking in all this light, all this energy, all this power, all the mercy, all the grace, all the favor that God is sending you.
and just whisper this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I'm wide open. I'm ready. And right now, I receive your grace. I receive your love. I receive your mercy. I receive your presence. Thank you for you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.